Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. This HBC podcast will be uploaded online and available every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. All HBC podcasts can be found on Spotify or Facebook under Hillside Baptist Chapel. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at stevewood at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Good morning, everyone. We're certainly glad that you're joining us today in our podcast, and it's sure good to be back with you today. Sorry we missed last week, and uh, we'll try not to let that happen again. I didn't find out until uh, Friday or Thursday. No, it was Friday, I believe, that uh, anyway, that everything was going to be closed down uh, Saturday. And uh, so I didn't get a chance to uh, get out on Thursday to make the uh, podcast. And uh, so uh, now you know why we didn't have one. But anyway, uh, we're uh, thankful that we're able to have it this week, and uh, thankful that you're joining us here today. And uh, we have some new things that I'm going to be telling you about in just a moment, and we'll be sharing that with you online as well. But um, join with us as we uh, worship right now, and uh, our uh, first song is Shout to the Lord.
just something that I wanted to make mention today. Uh, I have your names out there on our seats today, or our pews, if you want to call them that, in our sanctuary. And um, as I look out, I'm seeing every one of you. You see, I put your faces with every name and every individual that's out there. And so as I see the names, like Levy, I see his face. As I see the names, like Sandy and Regan, I see your face. And Bob and Debbie and their daughter, they're all here. And so as I've been preaching today, I'm able to see you as I preach the word. I've told you that before. I imagined you out there. But now I have something tangible that I'm able to put with that, and I see your names. Okay, I'm going to recognize uh, Frank right now for our uh, prayer concerns. And uh, so, uh, Frank, what's our updates? Good morning, everybody, and thank you, Pastor. Um, well, I've emailed everybody the updates from last Tuesday. I would mention again Levy. He's got some health issues that we need prayer. And um, <clears throat> I'm not getting that many updates, but I would like to say this. I was looking through Luke 11, 5 through 13, about the guy that went to the guy's house at midnight, banging on the door, wanted bread, had visitors. The guy didn't want to get up, didn't want to get up. But through his persistence, he got up. Now, to my understanding, and believe me, I'm not a pastor, but to my understanding, the Lord sometimes requires persistence. And uh, I think we have to be persistent in this, and especially in our prayers. When I get this prayer list, what I'm going to start doing, what I've been doing, but I'm going to start doing, is I'm going to make a print out of it. I'm going to take it, to, I'm going to take it when I lay down, and me and Penny's going to go through it. And we've been kind of doing that, but we're really going to be starting faithful. And I really want somebody else at that door besides me and Penny knocking, because the Lord hears us, and it's our job to pray in our time, it's his job to answer it at his time. And we have to remember that. So let's not be discouraged about what's going on. Let's just uh, you know, email me your prayer request. And for the community too, my heart goes out to these small businesses and I, my heart goes out to everybody. So let's, let's keep everybody in prayer. Let's get this list going. And uh, let's just uh, be faithful to pray because the church is the house of prayer. And uh, we need to be that, and we need to do that. So just don't uh, lose heart over this pandemic. Thanks, Frank. Let us go to the Lord in prayer right now. Our Father, we do thank you for your blessings. We thank you that we have the privilege of bringing individuals before your throne. And we know that you hear us when we do that. We thank you that you do take in consideration everything we're going through, all of our concerns, every need. Father, for those that are having health problems, we pray for them. We pray that you would heal them. We pray that you would encourage them. Maybe some are suffering from the pandemic that is going around as I'm praying this morning. And Father, we pray for you to touch them as well, and we pray for their healing. Maybe others are suffering financial concerns right now because of the pandemic, or maybe other reasons as well. And Father, we pray for them. And we pray for our church. You know the situation. We can't come and meet. We can't be here and 
God's house. But Father, we pray that you would help us as we worship at home and as we come together where two or three or maybe even more together at one time, not, le- not more than ten we know, but uh, where we're gathered together, we know that you're with us. And you're with us collectively. You know our worship. And Father, we pray today that we would really truly worship in spirit and in truth. And we pray that you bless our services today, bless the message as it goes forth. And Father, we pray that it'll touch lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Our next song is Exalt the Name. And uh, so uh, let's sing together as we hear this song.
Our Bible reading today is taken from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And um, we're going to uh, have this Bible reading. And then immediately following the Bible reading, Sandy is going to be singing for us today. We're glad to have her with us to sing. And uh, she's going to sing The Anchor Holds, which goes along with my message today. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, he took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet! Be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. of the storm.
Okay, thank you, Sandy. And um, today I'm going to talk about stormy weather. Well, we're beginning to have a little bit of that as uh, the seasons are changing here in Panama. We're going from the dry season and now beginning to see a little bit of rain and a little bit of, of uh, precipitation. We can't call it the rainy season yet, can we? because we don't have enough of it, but uh, it's going to come. And you know how it is. We have stormy weather here in Panama. It's not bad storms like we're talking about here today in our scripture reading, but uh, still uh, some thunder and lightning and, and uh, something to keep you awake sometimes at night, isn't it? But you know, we love peace and quiet, don't we? We don't really care that much for stormy weather. It never fails that as you're enjoying some peace and quiet, somebody comes to the door, or the telephone rings, or you get a text message, a baby cries, a water pipe breaks, a friend calls for your help. Any of these sorts of things are things that can disturb our peace our tranquility. Peace is so precious, isn't it? But you know, as we are going through this pandemic, we're enjoying a little bit too much peace.
peace and quiet sometimes, aren't we? Now, as we uh, are thinking about being at home and, and uh, not being able to get out many of the days, I got a text from Bob Wurzel last week, and he was talking about this very thing, how that he was tired of staying at home, how he was tired of looking at four walls and so on. And then he and his wife, Debbie, got a communication from some of the indigenous one of the ladies that is in Debbie's sewing group had a baby. And this was an excuse for Bob to get out and take some food. They needed some food and, and uh, other provisions. And uh, so he was able to get out and go up there and, and uh, see the new baby and take some pictures of it and, and um, uh, visit with that family. And uh, so he was just thankful to be able to get out of the house. Well, that's kind of the way I am today. It's been I don't know how many days. I was thinking about this as I was coming to uh, do the podcast today, and uh, I've been home a bunch of days, and I haven't been out. Now, you think about me not getting out. Well, I can get out on my days when I can get out, but Wanda can't get out at all. And so we have some other people that don't leave the house. I was talking to Frank uh, the other day, and I was asking him about Devin, and he said, oh, Devin doesn't get out either. Well, uh, those four walls can become very confining during this pandemic. And so maybe our storm is not the kind that we think of in the scriptures here, but the pandemic can become a storm to us. Our isolation our being confined. So whatever it might be, think about that this morning as we go through this particular message. And there's some things that I'm going to be saying about this uh, storm that will apply to whatever we're going through. We're going to face many storms in our lives most not like the story that we read about just a moment ago. But in the midst of the storm, where will we find the peace, the wonderful, wonderful peace that only God can give to help us with in the storm that we're going through? Today we're going to take a look at not only Peter, but the other disciples as well, as they're following the Lord and see the things that happened to them as they did. Now, notice first of all the command. They were finishing up their teaching by the seaside. It was evening. And Jesus tells them to sail to the other side. And so he gets in the boat with them. And they're going to the other side to Decapolis where he's going to do some more ministry. This is the story of Jesus doing one of his miracles here in the midst of their travels, where he calms the storm. This is the same sea where he had previously walked on water that we talked about a few weeks ago. The same sea where 
he had told them two different times to let down their nets to catch a tremendous amount of fish. And so as they're here on that body of water, it was one that was very familiar to these disciples because you see, these individuals had fished these waters for many years. They'd probably been to every nook and cranny of the Sea of Galilee. And nothing was so surprising to them, even a storm. Storms were something that they had quite often there on the Sea of Galilee. And so the storm wasn't the surprising thing. Let's look at the crisis for just a moment in verse 37. Now the boat that they were in would have been long and narrow. And the disciples would have been rowing. That's how their fishing boats were. And the storm they were experiencing would have been like a hurricane with mountainous waves around them. Imagine these waves, if you will, battering against the boat with their powerful forces, and it's at night. The thought was that the storm was going to overtake them. Their boat was going to sink. Strong winds and waves that was filling the boat with water. And they were sinking. And then the cry that comes from the disciples in verse 38. Jesus was in part of the boat that would have been the most disturbed, would have received the most powerful part of the storm as he was sleeping there. But he was sleeping. He knew that God was in control. He wasn't afraid. He was able to relax and put himself in God's hands. Now, can we do the same thing? Now think about the disciples for just a minute now. They cried out to the Lord because of their circumstances that we're talking about. They really thought their boat was going to sink and they were going to die. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought you were going to lose your life? You were going to die. You weren't going to survive this. Most of us perhaps haven't. But these disciples were going through that. And the disciples knew that Jesus was sleeping in the level just below them. And as they cry out to the Lord, they ask Him to save them. And the words they use here is, don't you care that we're going to die? Do you see that? They really did think they were going to lose their lives. They really did think that they were going to die. They thought that they were going to leave this world. Don't you care? That we're going to die. The emotions that were overcoming them. They weren't worried about Jesus, were they? They were worried about themselves. Many of us, as we face bad times, we're just simply thinking of number one. 
We're thinking about our circumstances. We're thinking about our finances. We're thinking about our getting that pandemic disease, that COVID-19. We're thinking about number one. But we should be calling out to the Lord. No matter what we're going through, no matter what's going on around us, we can always call on Him, and He's always able to hear us. It's like He were there in the boat with us, because He is, you see. On September the 2nd, 1935, a storm that was arguably one of the worst in known history struck the Florida Keys. The only Category 4 or 5 storm to hit the United States to that date. It was never named. The storm had 200 mile per hour winds and 30 foot waves. And the people that lived there in the Keys never forgot that as long as they lived. It was a Labor Day hurricane, and that was what it was called, the Labor Day hurricane of 1935, the storm of the century. Now, today's reading describes the disciples' encounter with their own, we might call it, storm of the century. It was one of the most powerful that they had ever experienced in their lives, I'm sure. They had gone through many storms in their lives, but from the reaction that they had, it was one of the worst. And it was enough to cause seasoned veterans of the sea to fear for their lives. In the biblical text here in Mark that we've read, it gives us a sense of how significant the storm was by using a term that was commonly used to speak of a tornado or a hurricane as it describes it. And he had adds that it was a fierce or great storm in verse 37. As I said, storms weren't that unusual on the Sea of Galilee. That they happened all the time, but not to that extent. The body of water there was only about 13 miles in length and located in a basin below sea level and surrounded by mountains. And it was well known for sudden, violent thunderstorms like the one described in today's passage. But as I said, this was one that was a notch above. The dangers to the disciples was real. It wasn't something that they were imagining. The boat that they were on was literally sinking. It was filling with water. They were, they were probably trying to bail the water out, and it was coming in faster than they could get rid of it. Now, normally they didn't sail at night on the Sea of Galilee. But they had done this because Jesus told them to. And once they had set sail, Jesus made his way to the stern of the ship and laid down, fell asleep. And perhaps that's the reason for the plea to help. And notice that they were almost accusing 
the Lord of not doing the right thing. They seem to have wondered, why would Jesus lead us into a situation like this and then go to sleep on us? Despite its accusing tone, there's also a note of implied confidence in what they're saying. It appeared that they were, in effect, saying, if you had stayed awake, this wouldn't have happened. He could somehow have helped them if he hadn't gone to sleep. They misread his slumber as a lack of awareness or a lack of concern for their situation, their circumstances. And it was his uh, or their interpretation that prompted Jesus to chide them for their lack of faith. Verse 40. Now Hebrews 11.6 says, Now without faith it's impossible to please God. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Now when is he talking about us having faith? Well, just any time. In any circumstance. In anything that we're going through. Wherever we find ourselves, we need to have faith in God that He's going to see us through every situation we face, every circumstance of life. God is able to be there with us. He's able to be strength for us. He's able to help us, and He's able to bring us through it. He's able to give us the needs that we face. As we go through this time in our lives, the tranquility that we're facing as we go through the storm of the pandemic and we're locked up at home. Let us be aware that God is there with us. He's helping us. He'll be with us through it. One of the ways that we can celebrate this fact and remind ourselves of his concern is to think of the hymn that Sandy sang just a few minutes ago entitled The Anchor Holds. It joyfully declares, by faith alone, sight unknown, and yet his eyes were watching me. Do we understand what he's saying? You see... He's there with us. And He can calm our situation, whatever that means, whatever that entails. And He's there. Now, in verse 39, Jesus only said three words as He got up. To the storm, I mean. He said, silent, be still, or if you will, peace, be still. Jesus has power, authority, and ability to change nature. Do you see that? He has the power, the ability, the authority to change our nature and to keep us from sin. Am I right? Isn't that true? Well, in conclusion today, 
Jesus asked the disciples a question. Why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? He didn't ask them why they didn't have some faith. But he asked them why they didn't have any faith at all. Did you notice that? Verse 39 says, The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I remember one time I preached on this particular message, and I talked about the great things here. There was a great storm. There was a great calm. There was a great peace. All of these things are, are relevant. But there was a great calm. Now notice the response of the disciples as this calm came. Fear. Fear answered by fear. You see, they were afraid of the storm. They were afraid they were going to die. They cried out to Jesus. And He stilled the storm. And they were afraid. Because He caused peace to come. He caused the storm to cease. There was a great calm. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been out in storms or not. I, I have had that unfortune in my life a time or two. And I've told you about some of my experiences in storms. And I'm not going to go back over that today. But I know enough about the ocean to know that when there's a storm, and that storm is over, and the sun comes out, and, and the winds have ceased completely, and it's not blowing at all. The waves are still there. Maybe those waves are still mountainous. Maybe those waves are still as high as Everest. And those waves are still dangerous. But not in the situation that these disciples are in. When Jesus said, peace be still, the waves were completely calm. And flat. It didn't take hours of time for this to take place like it would normally. And that's why they were so afraid. They were able to understand the magnitude of who and what Jesus was all about. Now, can we get a practical application from that for us? We can take that story metaphorically. The people in the boat represent us. The storm represents our sin nature. And how the enemy wants to take us out. How he wants to kill us as far as our effectiveness for the Lord is concerned. And Jesus can be that calming presence in our storm. And his power over the enemy. So what about us today? What areas of our lives do we need peace? Maybe it's peace with our children. Sometimes we still have problems with our grown children, don't we? Peace with our spouse. Cooped up together in this pandemic and four walls or maybe a little more than four walls sometimes... It's not the best way to experience peace sometimes, is it? Peace on your job. Peace 
at your school, peace in your neighborhood, peace with your family members, peace with your friends. Or maybe you need peace with God. And what about inner peace? Whatever areas of your life need peace, God is able to give it through Jesus Christ. You can have peace that surpasses all understanding as the Bible describes it. And you can rise above whatever you're going through with your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Think about Job and what he was going through. There's a storm recorded there in that narrative as well that killed his children. But it wasn't just that, but overnight, Job lost everything that he had. But you notice that Job didn't shake his fist at God and ask him, why did you do this to me? Instead, he said in Job chapter 1, verse 21, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Praise the name of Yahweh. That says it all, doesn't it? At birth, we all arrive naked. At death, we all leave the world without anything. We have nothing that we can take with us materially. Affluent individuals as we are, stroll through your house. Look at the things that God has provided for you. Do you get it? Open the door of your car and slip under the steering wheel. It's all on loan. Every bit of it. Do we get it when our business fails and falters? It too is on loan. When the stocks rise and all the profits come in, it's on loan. When it fails and we lose everything, remember it was only ours for a little while. It was on loan. Face it squarely. You and I arrive in a tiny naked body, and not a great looking one at that. And what will we have when we depart? A naked body plus a few wrinkles, if you will. We take nothing out because we brought nothing with us. We own nothing. What a grand revelation that Job is giving us. Are you ready to accept it? You don't even own your children. They're God's. They're on loan. They're given to us to take care of us for a while, to rear, to nurture, to love, to discipline, to encourage, to affirm, and then to release. Praise God for every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights in James chapter 1, verse 17. Do you have His peace that you can take with you when you leave this earth? Yes, you see, there are some things that we can take with us as we leave this earth, as we go into heaven. 
And hopefully all of you that are listening to me today have placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you can take your eternal life with you as you go before Him and His throne as you enter heaven. And hopefully He'll say to every one of us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been good over You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. You see, God has something for us after this life is over. I didn't mean for it to sound like we didn't have anything. God has something for us. He has, as we have called it, a mansion in heaven that he's preparing right now for us. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, would you do that today? If you don't have assurance of your salvation, give me a call. Send me a text. Let's talk about it. God wants to give you peace today. His peace. Our Father, we thank you today for the blessings you've given and for the opportunity to be able to be together with your people. Father, help us to see our closeness. Help us to see your nearness. And that where two or three are gathered together, you're there. And not only that, you tell us you'll never leave us or forsake us. I pray your blessings on each one. Bless our church. Help it to continue to grow. Help it to continue to reach out to new people. And I pray that you'd bless our services. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541 email at steverwood002 at gmail.com Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com This concludes the HBC Weekly Podcast. Please join us every Sunday for our HBC Cyber Service. Hillside Baptist Chapel has moved right next to Chopsticks in Alto Bocchetti. This new location seems perfect for our growing church. The hours will be as follows. Bible study, 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11 a.m. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, services are suspended. Once the Panamanian government restrictions are lifted, please join us for our regular chapel, Bible study, and service at the above-mentioned times. Hillside Baptist Chapel tithes and offerings can be dropped off at the mailboxes, etc. mailing service in Bocchetti, Cherokee, where there is a HBC tithing box placed on their front counter. Thank you and God bless.